But if you have your Bibles, open them with me and turn to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, starting at verse 27. But I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. And I, I would say that this scripture is probably, it's talked about a lot, isn't it? You know, um, and then Jesus goes on to say, turn the other cheek and, you know, give to everyone who asks you. And, you know, people, Christians kind of take maybe this posture of, well, you know, um, whatever happens, you know, we just have to love everybody. And you know what? Hey, Lou, good to see you. Thanks for the soap, by the way. I haven't tried it yet because um, I'm still finishing off a nice bar of Irish spring. But once that's finished, I'm going to get into the, the, the good stuff. Um, and so, you know... Uh, um, Oh, we have to love everybody. We do have to love everybody. But you, you have to understand that while we love people, we still have to oppose evil and oppose wickedness and stand against evil. And so what ends up happening is we have this stance of, well, you know, we just, you know, love your enemy, turn the other cheek. And then, and we don't realize that there is still a stand to take, that we have to, to oppose um, evil and wickedness and, and evil spirits. Like we, we love people. Um, so, so, you know, I think it's kind of like a cliche, right? It might be a, a, a Christian cliche to say, um, uh, um, um, oh man, I don't want to say it wrong. Uh, hate the sin or love the, love the sinner, hate the sin. Did I get it right? Something like that. Um, so, so, and I, I like to say it as you love the person, but you hate the evil spirit. Um, hey, Sylvain, good to see you. So you have, we can't get confused here that yes, you love your enemies. Yes, you pray for them, but we still oppose wickedness, right? It's wrong to permit evil to go on in the name of love. Well, um, you know, we have to love everybody and, and this is the time of, of God's grace. And we have to have, you know, let me tell you something about grace. I, I think that grace is one of the most uh, misused words when it comes to, to Christian dumb, Christian dumb, Christianity. Uh, I, I, you know what I'm talking about. Because grace, grace is actually an empowerment to stop sinning. Grace is an, is an empowerment from the Spirit to, to, to no longer sin. God, God displayed His mercy on us, right? By sending Christ to die for our sins so that we would not get what we ultimately deserve. That's the mercy of God, but the grace of God. The grace of God um, um, empowers us on the inside so that we, we will no longer be slaves to sin. That's right, John. Good point. Enabling and allowing evil isn't love. It's not love. Hey, Maria. Good to see you. So, so you know, it, it, I think sometimes it, it, it can get a... Well, I mean, it's... I don't want to say confusing, but you can get... Okay, well, how are we supposed to approach things? If, if somebody's doing something bad, how do we approach them? Well, I think... Or I feel that the Bible is actually very clear about this. We just have to understand uh, um, um, the position that we need to take according to the word. So, so you might be saying to yourself when you think about, you know, specifically the leadership of this country, let's say, and you say, well, uh, I really don't like our prime minister, right? I really don't like him. Um, you know, he's operating under a demonic agenda, whether he realizes it or not, right? 
And so there's two things that you need to do. Number one, and we're going to get to through it tonight with, I'm going to really go through a lot of scripture just to, to make sure it's really clear that we pray for the salvation of people, but we pray against evil and wickedness, right? We have to uproot and tear down demonic strongholds. Not that everything's all oh, what well, we know, we just love and and I think that that's why so many Christians, they, they take kind of a light regard to this and, and, and you, you're waiting for them to speak up about something and they don't speak up. And you're like, well, how could they not speak up against wickedness? Because I think that they're convinced that it's like, well, you know, but, but we have to have a loving approach to everything. And yeah, there has to be a loving approach, but you have to draw the line between what is good and what is evil. Because God hates, the Bible says, love what is good, hate what is evil. It's, it couldn't be more clear than that. And it's not about hating people. It's understanding that there are people, uh, um, um, a lot of the times, maybe unknowingly are under the control of a demonic spirit. I'm not saying that they're possessed by, by a demon, though they might be, but, but there's, there's a demonic agenda and a wicked agenda that exists in the world that, that there's a lot of people that are operating in that agenda and maybe don't even realize it. And so our role as Christians, I don't even think we know what it is sometimes that it's always about, well, love and love and everybody's talking about love and and we have to love this and jesus talked about love he said it he said love your enemies pray for those who who mistreat you pray for those who hate you pray for those who persecute you and i'm going to read a scripture and i put it on a post um that i put that i put for canada day and i think it sums up everything really nicely of how we should um approach um, um, you know, the leadership on our nation, the people that, that we face. First um, Timothy chapter two and verse one, I urge then, first of all, that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for everyone. That's everyone. So what does that mean? It means that we pray and intercede for people because there are people that don't even realize that they're under a demonic stronghold that, that has a, a, a authority in their lives. And we there's a responsibility for us to pray and intercede on behalf of those people. Because I, I feel, uh, you know, the, 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 the usual response is either one of two things. Either... You know, we're like, oh, you know, but let's just, let's just love them. And, you know, we just got to love on them and, 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 you know, build relationships with them. And it's okay to build relationships with people. But, but sometimes I think, you know, <laughs> that that's like a, a nice way of saying, I don't really want to do the hard work. I just want to like show the person that I care. That's great. But you can show them that you care and have a great relationship with them and they'll still go to hell. So, so there has to be a point where you understand, okay, I need to pray Like you could, because I know people, um, that are, that are stubborn, right? That they, they they've heard the gospel and they don't want to, and maybe, maybe, um, you might know someone, maybe someone in your family, maybe your children. And you think, man, I, you know, they know, but they, they, they keep rejecting the Lord. Pray and intercede for them. Verse two, for kings and all those in authority. So that means even the people who are in authority in this country and in this province or wherever you might live, that you might not like all that much. 
right? No, I, 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 I'm sure that you could, I, I, <laughs> I'm sure that you could say, yep, I'm not a big fan, but the Bible's clear. Pray, intercede for everyone, for kings and those who are in authority. Because I understand this to be very clear. You could say, get this guy out of here. And then the, the person that replaces him is worse than he is. So the, the, the answer is not just to say, well, just, just remove them from power and then we'll be okay. That's not the answer. Because most of the time, everybody's pretty much working for the same side. So there has to be prayers and intercessions made for people to turn from wickedness and to turn to righteousness. That's the answer because that's the root of the problems that we see in this entire world. You know, it's not, well, we'll just get rid of this guy and then, you know, someone else better will come in. They're not going to, someone better is not waiting in the wings. Let me tell you. And so if you think it's that simple, we'll just vote him out or, or, or vote somebody else in. Listen, obviously, there are, I'm not saying that there's nobody good. There are, I believe there are some good people, right? But in our as far as our country is concerned, there's nobody next in line who's going to be better. So, so we have to take a stance to say, what does the Bible tell me to do? Because I understand, remember, there are demonic strongholds, there are things to be torn down, there's evil, there's wickedness, but what about the people themselves? What about the, the souls themselves? We have to pray for their salvation. Let me keep reading, or I'm, I'm, I need to keep reading because I'm like barely started. Um, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, listen, who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. God wants everyone to be saved, even the worst. And I want, to, I want you to listen to this. This is one of my favorite stories in the book of Luke, chapter 23. When Jesus was on the cross, um, I'll start at verse 39. So remember, Jesus was on the cross and he had two uh, um, other criminals who were on, on crosses beside him. Verse 39. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly. For we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. Isn't that a picture of how we should see all people? The, 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 these were two men. I mean, they were... They were on, 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 they were going to be killed. They had committed terrible crimes. Is that right, Josie? Well, there you go. We're on the same page. And what did the one guy say? Oh, you're supposed to be Christ? All right, well, you know, make us, get all three of us off of here. There was no repentance there. There was no fear of God. But what, what did the other one say? What did the other criminal say? He rebuked him. He said, don't you fear God? And he understood. 
He understood. He said, we're getting everything we deserve. But Jesus, this man is here. He doesn't deserve to be here. Because it was a picture of Christ standing in our place. Those two criminals deserve to be there. And you and I, before we were saved, also deserve to be there. But that picture is a picture of Christ on the cross who took everything. That's why he died so quickly. Because he took the weight of everything, the weight of the entire world on his shoulders. But even in that moment, even in that moment, what did he say to that man who was going to die? There, he wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to live. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. That is how God feels about people, his creation. That's how he feels about them. That he wants all to come to repentance. What does it say in 2 Peter? 2 Peter 3 and verse 8. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone. Say everyone. Everyone to come to repentance. Why did, did God send Jonah to Nineveh? They were a wicked, one of the most wicked nations that ever existed. And still, he displayed mercy on them. Jonah didn't want to go, but he's like, no, I, I, sh sh should I not care about the people that live in this city? God cares. You know, the, in the book of Ezekiel, it says that God doesn't want any, any of the wicked to perish. He would rather that they be saved. Hell wasn't created for people. It was created for the devil and his demons. If people go there, it's not because God wants them there. So if even the worst of, of people, that, that criminal on the cross, could be forgiven, then shouldn't we think of everybody? Man, I, 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 I would rather, as much as, as, as this guy has made my life miserable, I would much prefer that he ends up in heaven. You know, it, it's like that parable with, with uh, the workers that were working all day and got paid the same wage as the people who only worked part of the day. And, and they got mad. They said, why, why, are, are, why are we getting the same? They only, they only worked part of the day. And that was Jesus letting people know that it doesn't matter if you're saved your entire life or you get saved just like that criminal on the cross right before you die. You still will end up with him for eternity. Like Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. That's, that's the heart of Jesus. And that's God's heart. So we should love people. We should care for people and pray for people. Sometimes I think we can go too far on the other side where, where, we're, where we, 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 we hate wickedness and we hate evil and then we end up hating people along with it. But we have to know and understand that the, like, exactly, wow, Loretta took the words out of my mouth that we serve a gracious God who's compassionate, merciful, and slow to anger. So that, that, that instruction in Timothy made it very clear, didn't it? Pray. I'm going to read it one more time. I urge then, urge. So he didn't, he wasn't like, by the way, you could do this. No, I urge you that requests, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for everyone, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in godliness and holiness. This is what pleases God, that we intercede on behalf of people. I most likely well, I don't know, but probably not. I probably won't ever meet our prime minister, so I won't be able to speak to him face to face, though I'd like to. <laughs> but I probably won't, because he usually runs from people anyways. But um, then I probably won't. 
So what do I do instead? Why why does it say um, for kings and all those in authority? Because they're probably the people will probably never get to them, will never speak to them face to face. But you pray and intercede on their behalf, because the salvation is the only way to solve the problems in this country. Righteousness, a return to righteousness, is the only way. That's the way that we're going to see things start to turn around and shift in this country. By, by, and, and that's why the more people that come into the kingdom of God, the more people that are saved, the more, the more that this becomes a righteous nation, then you'll see things start to change. So it, it's, it's extremely important um, to, to pray and intercede for those in authority. And I think sometimes, you know, when you read through the scripture, um, you know, you, you see, especially in the Psalms, you see David, you know, say a lot of, of, of okay, let me read it. I'll, I'll show you what I mean. Uh, Psalm 3, it's a short one. It says, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To the Lord I cry aloud and he answers me from his holy hill. I lie down and sleep. I wake again. Because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear for the tens of thousands drawn up against me on every side. Arise, O Lord, deliver me, O my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. And so Psalms like this, you think, well, that's what we should be saying. Break, Break the jaw of those wicked. Break the jaw of the enemy. David, you know what's interesting about this psalm? He didn't say that he was going to do that. He knew and understood that God is the one who will intervene if it needs to be done. The vengeance belongs to the Lord. Understand this. You know, it, it, it's, it's almost, I suppose, tempting to be like, um, all right, God, break the teeth of those wicked. Break the teeth of the spirit of wickedness that exists that's 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 a better way to put it right if you're talking about well um i just want all my enemies to die i don't think that's what god wants but know this listen to galatians chapter 6 god will not be mocked galatians 6 verse 7 do not be deceived god cannot be mocked a man reaps what he sows the one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction the one who sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life good to see you Steph. so so you have to realize this david knew oh god is my deliverer he will vindicate me how many times do you see that right how many times do you see that um I'm going to read this psalm that I'm going to read next is important to understand because like I read in Galatians, that God will not be mocked, that a, that a man reaps what he sows. And so if you sow wickedness, you reap wickedness and you reap destruction. So there, there's, there's a time limit, essentially. I guess you could put it that way, that time will run out for people if they don't repent. You can be sure of it. You can be sure of it. So, so let's not forget this. Because you could probably think, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for them and then they're going to, uh, um, everything's going to be fine. And then, no, if they don't repent, if they don't repent, and I'm going to show you what happens if they don't, 
Psalm chapter 7, verse 9. End the evil of those who are wicked and defend the righteous. For you look deep within the heart and the mind, O righteous God. God is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. God is an honest judge. He is angry with the wicked every day. Well, listen to this. If a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. He will bend and string his bow. He will prepare his deadly weapons and shoot his flaming arrows. You know, vengeance is not ours. We don't, we, we don't seek vengeance on people. That's right, Patrick. The, the, time is, is short. Time is short. You know, like the scripture I read before that God, God is patient because he wants everyone to be saved. It is not up to us to destroy the wicked. We have to understand that what we have to pray against is that spirit and that stronghold of wickedness that exists in the world. Don't get it confused. And, and it's clear in that, in that verse when it says, God, um, it says, if a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. There will be a time that the wicked will be judged. And if they don't turn, if they don't repent, if they don't turn from their wicked ways, there will be a consequence. God will not be mocked. Those who sow in evil will reap destruction. That is a guarantee. So, but your hope should be, I want to see them be saved because that's what's going to be better for me. That's what's going to be better for me, right? That's what's going to be better for this country to see men and women come to Christ. To see people turn from, from a life of sin. Exactly, Maria. A hundred percent. You guys get it. You guys are, you guys are easy. Because um, you understand what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Um, let me keep reading um, in Psalm 7, verse 15. They dig a, a deep pit to trap others, then fall into it themselves. The trouble they make for others backfire on them. The violence they plan falls on their own heads. I will thank the Lord because he is just. We serve a just God. And what is justice? Justice is, um, you know, I think sometimes we get, we get confused with like what's fair and what's just. It's like, oh, that's not fair. Well, it's not fair that Jesus had to take the sins of humanity on his back. But the justice of God says that those who repent will be saved and those who don't will be destroyed. That's the justice of God. Um, and, and, you know, I love, I love what it says because it, 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 okay, let me put it this way. Sometimes I think we, we're like, we're like waiting to see the bad people destroyed. I can't wait. We're like, oh, I can't wait to see them destroyed. I'm not sure that's the right posture to take. I'm sure, I feel, I believe that the right posture to take is to believe for, for their salvation, but no one understand that, that, that there will be punishment for them if they do not repent. And there will be vengeance for us. Why? Because the Lord, listen to what it says. God is my shield, saving those whose hearts are true and right. God is an honest judge. You're right, Maria. It is a fleshly desire, 100%. We're like, we want to see this guy fall. You know, we want to see him. And, and I understand that because <laughs> the things that, that, that a lot of people do aren't good. 
But just think about Jonah. That's that's exactly what Jonah wanted. He didn't want them to be saved. He wanted wanted to sit and watch God rain down fire and brimstone on Nineveh. That's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. He He was mad. He was mad that he had to go there. That's why he turned the other way. And then he was mad when God displayed his mercy on the people. So, and that was Old Testament. That was before Christ came. And that was before that God displayed his mercy by sending his son. That was even before that. So now we're in a time where we understand that this is the time. This is the age of the church to advance the gospel on the earth. But, and like I mentioned before, we have to oppose all that is evil and all that is wicked. And see strongholds be torn down and destroyed. So maybe maybe it's a, a bit of a minor change in how you pray. That whether that you exactly, Maria. You don't that you know that's a good point. You don't have to like them. I'm not saying that you have to like. Oh, you know he's my favorite person. I just love the guy. What a good guy. I'm sure he has a good heart. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you have to do that. But because of Christ, because of what Christ did, then we ha- we have to look at it and say that's still a soul. That's still a soul that needs to be saved. That's still a soul that is lost. That is lost in wickedness. Again, just think of, of the, two, the two criminals on the cross. That's a soul that their whole life... No, Steph. Only good things about you. <laughs> that, their, that their whole life um, um, probably did bad. That's why they... I mean, that, that was like the worst execution, right? So they must have done terrible things. And yet Jesus was like, yep, you get it. You understand. You're going to be with me for eternity. That, that is, that's great mercy. So let's not, let's not be like, like Jonah's or, 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 you know what I mean? Because what ends up happening is there's, there's a bit of a bitter root that might build up in our hearts and we don't realize it. That we get upset. Why have they, why have they not been destroyed yet? Why have they not been taken down yet? Why have I not seen the vengeance yet? Listen, there will the vengeance belongs to the Lord. It's a guarantee. What did I read? If they if a person does not repent, God will sharpen his sword. But rather than hope for that person's destruction, hope that they that they that they at the last minute even, like that criminal, that they turn from their wicked ways and they turn to Christ. Because, you know, like the old, I'm all full of Christian cliches today. Um, that, you know, when, when, the only thing that we can take to heaven with us are people. We can't take our house. Um, we can't take our, our car. Um, our, okay, I was going to say our, our dog, but that I, we might take our dog. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, um, who, was, I forget which, which teaching it was talking about pets in heaven. I think they'll be there. I think so. There's animals like in the Garden of Eden, right? So I'm sure, but I'm not 100% sure, but maybe. But we can't take material possessions. Um, you know, we can't take like, well, you know, I, I, I accomplished all this in this life. So when I get to heaven, that's who I'm going to be. You can't take any of that. But what you, that's, yeah, Brother Tiff did a, a great uh, a teaching on that. What was his verdict? Um... <laughs> That's right, Steph. What was the verdict? Yes or no to pets in heaven? It is important because people love their... They're like family, right? So I can understand that. Um, 
<laughs> so, so, you know, uh, you can't take your status to heaven. You can't take your, your, your everything that you've accumulated here, right? But you can take people. You can't say, I want to populate heaven and unpopulate hell. In other words, I want as many people to be in, in heaven for eternity. Oh, Hampel says, our pets are temporary comfort in this life. I don't believe that we'll be there because we would be in his presence. Could be. Or maybe you won't realize it. Or maybe they'll just be like random animals, like not specifically your pet. Do you understand what I mean? Um, yeah, there are horses in heaven. Um, but you know what I'm saying? So it's like, like, um, like Maria's dogs, right? So let's say we're in heaven and there's a couple of like basset hounds walking around. And, and, and Maria's like, yeah, those are my dogs, but maybe they're not your pets specifically. But, um, but they're there. Oh, Jesse Duplantis said yes. It's a good question. Um, <laughs> that's right, Carol. Oh, man. But I, no, I understand. Pets are, are cool. Um, but what about if you have like a fish? What about the fish? Anyways, I'm, I'm getting off topic. The point is, we have to believe for people to be saved. I mean, think of it's coming. Do you think, let me ask you this. <laughs> do you think that, that God looks down on people and, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, um, um. <laughs> glorified pets. Yeah. That he looks down on people and he's like, oh, um, I'm so happy. They're all, I do what I can, Carol. Um, glorified German shepherd for staff. Absolutely. Um, that he looks down on people and he's like, oh, I'm so glad. I'm just so glad that these people are so evil. It, it really warms my heart. No, of course not. But he still has compassion on them. You know, in my Bible, I just want to read this. Um, this is a little, um, a little like, um, how do I put it? Excerpt in the Bible. So around Luke 23 that I read earlier. Um, and remember Luke, Luke 23, 34, when Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. So Jesus is being beaten, right? He's being whipped. People are hurling insults at him. They're, they're, they're mocking him. They're pulling his beard. I mean, it's, yeah, I can't watch that movie, um, The Passion. I can't watch it. I just can't because I, 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 that's my, that's my Lord, you know, I can't watch it. Um, but it, it was horrible. And what was Jesus's response? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And sometimes I think about like, especially the, the government and the leadership. I'm not even sure they realize. I mean, look, you, cause I, I've seen people ask the question, how could, how could they do this to us? How could they do such bad things? I'm not even sure that they even realize the wickedness that they're under. You know, if Jesus said that of the people who were, who were torturing him, you know, it's almost, it, it kind of feels like a similar thing. So let me read this little um, portion of, of my Bible here, my study Bible. It is, um, this particular study Bible is called the power of a praying woman. So if you're a man, um, I guess you can't have this Bible, but as far as I know, there's also a, um, power of the praying man Bible. So there you go. But this one's uh, for women. Not to say that a man couldn't read this Bible. I mean, there's nothing particularly like, you know. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> um, I don't know. So this is the author saying this. I don't know about you, but when I've just been hurt by someone, the, la <laughs> the last thing I think about doing is praying for that person. 
Most of us are interested in focusing on some kind of justice so that the offending person will have to pay for the hurt or damage he or she has inflicted, but not Jesus. Jesus, who had, been, who had done nothing wrong, was brutally beaten within an inch of his life. His head was pierced with a crown of long, thick thorns. His skin was slashed. His hands and feet had spikes driven through them. His cross was dropped into a hole in the ground. He hung there naked and humiliated for all the world to laugh at and scorn. The way they crucified him is horrifying beyond what we can imagine. Yet as Jesus was hanging on the cross and dying in agony, he prayed for the men who were killing him. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Such amazing forgiveness and love is hard to fathom. I would tend to agree. Such love and forgiveness is hard to fathom. It is difficult to, to, to think, um, you know, because we just want, we just want justice to be served. We just want um, um, vengeance and vindication. But I, I hope that I brought the point clear enough for you. That will happen. There will be justice that is poured out. God will pour out his justice on all people. Every single person will have to answer. It, you, you, you have to realize, um, you know, sometimes we want to take things into our own hand. But remember what David said in that psalm. He said, Lord, you do this. Lord, you intervene. You save me from my enemies. Understanding that God in his time, uh, um, and there will be a time, will execute justice on people. What, what does it say in that other psalm? He's angry with the wicked every day. God's not happy to see wickedness. And so we, we need to understand then that our role as Christians and what we have to do is believe for righteousness and love and, and, and peace to, to, to come into this nation. To, to, to come to a point where people now don't gravitate towards every single thing that is evil. Because you could remove one man from authority and it won't make one bit of difference. You need to understand that. Rather, we need to pray, get on our knees, intercede and say, Lord, let these people be saved. Uh, soften their hearts. Exactly. And my mom said, all right, we pray and God does the rest. We do what we can do and God does what we can't do. Lord, let them turn from their, from their evil. Let them see that what they're doing is evil and, and, and let them turn from it so that there can be peace in this land. What does the Bible say? That righteousness exalts a nation. I try not to say uh, name stuff because then I end up getting shadow banned, which I don't like. Um, <laughs> but you know who I'm talking about. Agreed, Rosa. Hating them. You can... You can hate them as much as you want. It's not going to, what, 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 think about what it's going to change. Think about what it's going to change to be mad at them. You, that's right, Steph, you can. That's cool. Because we, we know what, what we're talking about. Um, you know, you could be angry. What does it say in your anger? Do not sin. So yes, you should be, you should be angry with wickedness. You should stand with all your might against everything that is contrary to the word of God. Take a stand against evil. You know, uh, if you would, 
I mean, I, I know there are people who are like, I'm going to go uh, to Ottawa and I'm going to go to his house and I'm going to yell at him. I'm pretty sure um, that's probably not going to do anything and you'll probably get arrested. But rather you say, you know what? I am against evil. I'm against wickedness. I'm, I'm against everything that is contrary to the word of God. I hate everything God hates. And you know, the one thing that he loves more than anything is people, is his creation that he was willing to send his one and only son to take on. I read you that and it, it described it quite well. What Jesus went through on that cross, just so that people can be saved, whether they, they didn't deserve it, we didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve it. That, that criminal on the cross didn't deserve it. His whole life was a life of evil. That's why he was dying that death. And yet in one moment when he said, Jesus, I acknowledge you. I know who you are. I know you're the son of God. Remember me. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. That is how we have to look at, at all of these issues that we're facing in our world. Tear down wicked strongholds, tear down demonic strongholds, oppose wickedness with every fiber of your being. You don't excuse it. You don't say, well, um, you know, you know, how are we supposed to reach people? You know, if you, if you speak harshly like that, you're not going to reach people. Well, then they're going to go to hell anyways. If, if that, if that's the stance that you take, well, I don't want to offend anybody. The gospel, the Bible says that the gospel is offensive for those who are perishing. Of course, it's, it's going to offend. Of course, it's going to be offensive to people if you take a, a stand against sin. But if you allow your heart to be softened towards people and to pray and intercede for them, it's like, it's like, think about this. If you have, if you know a person who's like not a nice person, and, but you're always praying for them. It's like your heart becomes softened towards them. And suddenly you're like, you know, I just really, really want this person to be saved. But if all you're doing is getting mad at everything and getting angry at everything, your heart is not going to be soft towards those people. So, so take a page out of, I would say, you know, Jesus was pretty smart. He knew what he was talking about. Take a page out of his book. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's right, Philomena. It doesn't, because people, people are going to be offended. Well, now, nowadays, I mean, people are offended no matter what you say. Like, I don't know what you can say to, and it doesn't offend people. Like literally it's, it's, you know, so, so as long as you, as long as you you have a pure heart and your intention is, 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 is a righteous intention. Look, Hey, they, they might not like it. They might not accept it, but that's what we need to do. Steph's offended at that statement. That's okay, uh, Steph. Um, I'm offended that you're offended. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I realized a while ago, you can't let things get to you um, because it's just going to be mad all the time. And I, there are people out there who feed off of us getting mad, arguing with each other, uh, uh, um, becoming divisive, uh, you know, having, having division everywhere. This one against this one, this one against this one. <laughs> that's a good that's a good way of saying it Loretta you might as well lead them to Christ right um that that's a good point right it's I'm against them and I'm against this and I'm against this and I'm against this you know and, and it ends up what does it end up becoming that suddenly you're not against stuff you're against people and that's exactly what the devil wants to happen we start off well 
They were like, well, I'm against this, but then it ends up, well, I'm against these people. That's right, Rick. People, everything's about pushing your buttons and getting you to do everything that is going to take you off course. Stay on course, stay on track, understand what we need to do. That's why we have to stay in the scripture. It won't lead you astray. You're going to know exactly what to do. Imagine, you know, you're upset or something. You open this and you read about what Jesus did. How can you still be mad? You can say, you know what? It would be better for everyone involved if that person got saved. Could you just imagine? I want you to think about this for a second. I want you to think about this. Really think about this. Think of the, 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 the person who, who, um, who leads um, um, the World Economic Forum. And he says... You know what? Um, I, 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 think, I think it's time that, that, you know, I started reading my Bible and I want to see what God has to say about things. And, you know, the people under him are scared of him. So they'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Just think about what would happen if that happened. But what, 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 what do we do instead? Get that guy out of here. Okay, get him out of here. And who's next? It's the same agenda, isn't it? It's the same. They're all going by the same rule book. So if we, if we direct our prayers towards the salvation of people while always remembering that God will not be mocked, that these people that are sowing evil, if they do not repent, it's not going to go well for them. And God always defends his people. And God is a shield for the righteous. That's a guarantee. Before I close tonight, um... Because obviously, I'm, I, you know, we're talking about uh, um, praying for people to be saved. And I see a lot of names pop up on here that I, I'm not sure who you are. Um, I'm not sure who's listening. I don't know who's going to listen later. My heart is for you. Why? Because God's heart is for you. Jonah didn't get it. He still didn't get it. Even at the end. He still, he was like clueless. But I understand God's heart towards people. I understand that he hates wickedness, but, but he loves people. He wants everyone to be saved. That is what pleases God. That's what that, that one of the first scriptures we read in, in 1 Timothy. That that is what pleases God. That he wants all men to be saved. So if you're someone who, who you, you can't think of a time where you made a decision. You said, I want to turn from a life of sin and I want to turn my life to following Jesus. I want to make my life right with God. I want to know and have peace when I go to sleep tonight that if, if Jesus should come back tomorrow, that I'll be one of the ones to go up and meet him in the air. And what a glorious day. Uh, that, that, I love that song, that old hymn. Um, there's going to be a meeting in the air. I want to be in that meeting and I'm going to be. And I want everybody who's listening tonight um, to, to, to join me in that wonderful meeting in the air. So if that's you, pray this prayer out loud. The Bible says confess with your mouth. You don't think it in your head. You don't say, yeah, yeah, I'm, it's right in here. No, confess with your mouth. Speak it out of your mouth uh, 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 and believe in your heart. Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to set me free. I accept Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I believe in my heart that he rose from the dead. So I confess of my sin and repent of all my wrongdoing. I, will, I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. 
Thank you that now I am saved. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to the family of God. You know, the angels are rejoicing. The Bible says even for just one, the angels are having a party in heaven for anyone who might have prayed that prayer. <laughs> well, Rick, because... Oh, that's another issue, which I, which I'm considering about speaking about though. It's, it's not an easy thing to talk about. So I have to be very prepared, but, but I, I, I have been thinking of addressing that because I realize, um, that's right. Um, patience stuff, because I realize that, um, there is, uh, uh like I said, there's just a, 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 a gravitation towards all of the things that God hates that, that God is against, that is a, an abomination to God, you know, and we, we know that in the last days that, that, that things will, will get, you know, things will get more evil. That's why the time is short. And that's why I do this every week because I don't know who's listening and I don't want to be, I don't want anyone to be left behind. I don't want anyone to say, I never heard. I never knew. No one ever told me, you know, so you could think. Oh man, I was witnessing to my coworker and they don't care. Hey, you, you sowed the seed. The sower sows the seed, remember? Right? What, what, what did Jesus say about the different kind of seeds on the different kind of soil? You all, your job, sow that seed. Let them know. Tell them all. It's never long enough, Rick, right? Tell them all what Jesus has done for them. How much God loves them. He doesn't want them to perish. And so that's the same attitude that we need to have towards people. Even, what did Paul say? I'm the, I was the worst of sinners. Do you think people were happy? They, they're like, Paul, this guy, he was trying to kill us. He killed a bunch of us. And now he, he's some uh, apostle. Mm, I have a feeling they weren't too happy about it. I have a feeling there was some bitterness there. But Paul said, even I was the worst of sinners. And he had an encounter on the road to Damascus with Jesus Christ. That, that, that's powerful to me because that should remind us how we should approach uh, uh, those in authority, those in leadership, though we may not agree with them, though we may not like them. Thank you, Carol. Let's pray. If, if you're, if you're, a, 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 um, if you're filled with, with the Holy Spirit, pray in tongues, pray out loud. Because I really believe strongly um, that just like the Bible says that, that, that the prayers of the righteous person are powerful and effective. That we have to believe that the strongholds of wickedness that need to be torn down and the wicked things that need to be uprooted, then that happens when we stand strong in prayer, when we preach the gospel, when we don't leave anything out. It might not always be popular. Everything that the word says might not always be popular, but we don't leave anything out. You don't remove certain spiritual things because it might make people uncomfortable. Then let them be uncomfortable. Teach the full counsel of God's word. Demonstrate the full counsel of God's word in church. That's what we need to do. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for, for your great, uh, um, the great things that you've done. Your great miracles, your great power. Lord, I thank you that you, how you protect us. I thank you that, that, that even though there might be turmoil in the world, that the child of God 
will be protected, will be preserved, and will be taken care of. Thank you, Lord, that we never have to worry about anything uh, um, that the world might have to worry about because we are in covenant with you and your covenant promises according to your word are true they are yes and amen to the tearing down of strongholds so father i pray right now in the name of jesus i pray for those who are in leadership in this country i pray for every single one of them though we might not agree with them We probably don't agree with them. Though you're not happy with how they're behaving and what they're doing, you still want to see them be saved and come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and and be made right in your sight. So Father, I pray, I intercede on behalf of them now. Though I cannot speak to them face to face, I can still pray for them. And I can still hold them up in prayer, in believing that there will be a shift in this country, in this province, where everybody's watching, to see a turn to righteousness. This country was once founded in our anthem. It says, God, keep our land. God, the name of God was, was spoken and sung at the beginning of this country. So it's not, it is not too far gone. The prayers of your people are powerful. When we take on the great commission, when we take on the great mission that you have placed on your church, when we take ground for the kingdom of God, when we move forward, push the gospel forward, tear down strongholds of wickedness that we start to see change in this nation. And it starts with me and it starts with you who are watching here tonight. That revival starts in the hearts of people when they realize that the only thing that matters in this world is God, is the things of God, is being saved, is coming to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for all these that are watching. I pray that whatever might be an area of concern to them, I pray that you visit them right now where, where, wherever they're at. That you would remind them that they have the infilling of the power of the Spirit to get them through. That they're not on their own. They don't have to fight on their own. But we have the God of the universe on our side. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen.